Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there, spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, save the Lord. show that was timothy spell we start the program out every sunday night with that song and i love that song and i love starting the program out with it if you are tuning in for the very first time this is the tell it like it is radio program 
uh, produced by the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Pastor Bob Simons, Dickinson, North Dakota. Pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. And if you are listening on the online tonight and you wonder why I tell you that, it's because this is also being broadcast on the AM station here in Dickinson, KDIX, and and that's certainly who our target audience is. We are we've been on the air for over twenty years, and um, we love doing radio and just have always enjoyed this program and have got to know a lot of people through this. And so we used to have a broadcast on Saturday nights, hour and a half, but we were preempted by this is a not a Christian station; it's a sports station. And um, so the um, we were preempted a lot of times by ball games and so on. We moved to Sunday nights a few years ago, and we are usually never preempted anymore. We've got people texting me already, which you can do by this number, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. If you're listening, on, listening May 10th, 2020, this is a live broadcast. So be please be part of the program. I would love to encourage questions. Uh, tonight, if you want to text me questions, I can't take take them by phone, but text me, 701-290-7862. We've already got several people texting in. We have Carl and Jeannie from Michigan listening tonight. Uh, Brother Griffith, a minister from the Great Falls Church that uh, listens, and uh, we've got to know his acquaintance, or make his acquaintance, and he's listening tonight, said they had an amazing service in their church service. We have Brother Rose listening from Sterling, Kentucky. Sister Brett's from Kildare. We've got, oh man, they're coming in now. We've got uh, Tim listening from North Carolina. We've got uh, the Lees uh, tuned in in Dickinson here. Uh, Sister Becky from Belfield. Brother Joe from Texarkana, Arkansas is listening. So text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You can text me questions. You can text me help if you see I'm struggling, if you see that I don't know what I'm talking about. Greg and Mary are listening from Mesa, Arizona. Are you back in Mesa, Arizona? I thought you were in Minnesota, something like that. But they're listening tonight. I I have my, um, oh, Brother Portalis is listening from Wapaton. Hey, uh, is it Robin and Rod and... Mom, Sharon, listening? Is that right? Listening from California? These are some people we met on a cruise ship. And uh, really great people, great spirit. Just uh, really love. My wife and I loved these people. And uh, we met them on a cruise ship this winter. We did not get locked down from the coronavirus. Uh, we were back just before that happened. <laughs> she she said she's from, is this Robin texting me from the Communist Republic of California? Wow. <laughs> Uh, we've got the Gub, brother and sister Gubrud listening from the Valley City area. So a lot of people listening tonight. The Schmidt's listening in Bismarck. Good. I pray for Brother Jeremy Schmidt every day. Do you know that? Every single day I pray for your eyesight. And so um, I, that's something I've just been doing. I'm believing God for a miracle. Uh, this is not my topic tonight, but I am uh, convinced that when we pray every day for the same things, I've watched it. Now, I can't tell you I've always done it, but I've started doing it the last several years, maybe the last five years, every day for the same things, that I've seen God do great, great miracles. 
And I want to encourage you to do that. Certainly, you parents should be praying every single day for your children every day. And your grandchildren, of course, uh, your your family. But you start adding people to that prayer list. You know, I used to tell people, I'll pray for you. You know, they were sick or whatever. And if I didn't write it down on my prayer list, sometimes I'd pray a few days and I'd forget. But now it's such a reassuring thing that when I tell people I'm going to pray for you every day, I'm, I am. I'm doing it. And I'm seeing God do great things, bringing backsliders back to God, uh, just exciting stuff. We had an exciting service today. Uh, just baptized two people in the name of Jesus. I uh, had, had uh, people back that had not been there for a long time. Of course, this uh, COVID-19 scare has kept people from coming to church, and we understand that. But now here in North Dakota, it's not. Um, people seem to be realizing we've got to get on with our lives, so they're coming back to church. We never did cancel our services. We were able to keep them going. It wasn't against the law here to keep them going. And so um, and we had people that were so faithful, came to church, and now, of course, to see our church filling back up again is just an exciting, exciting thing. Well, I brought my guitar in the studio. I don't know if I'm going to sing. I've uh, got some music lined up. Hey, Brother Jones is listening. Tell it like it is. I need to talk to you, Brother Jones. Um, I, I really do. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice especially verse 4, or verse 3 and 4, if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. How has it been hid? Verse 4 says, the God of this world, that's, I believe, talking about Satan, small God, has blinded the minds of them which believe not. And we're going to talk about that tonight, how Satan's greatest weapon is deception. If he can get us to believe a lie, we are helpless. And that's true in all areas. You know, I just, as a kind of an icebreaker tonight, just to, to, to kind of wade into this, I don't know about you, but as a pastor, I tried to read as much as I could about the COVID-19 um, uh, virus. I tried to read a lot. I wanted to be educated about it. When we chose to continue to have services, uh, you know, in-person services, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't being completely foolish. And so I read as much as I could about it. And I have continued to do that for about six weeks now. I'm not going to tell you I'm the most well-read person about it, but I will tell you that I can uh, at least ask intelligent questions. And I've come to the conclusion there is a lot of information about this virus. And some of it says some things, and some of it says the opposite things. I'm tired of people saying, well, you won't listen to science. Folks, I just want you to know, when it comes to COVID-19, there are scientists from different countries that are saying different things. If you listen to, the, for instance, the health department from Sweden uh, or Brazil, uh, they're saying different things than the health department from England or Italy or the United States. 
There's all kinds of information, too much information possibly if there's such a thing, to the point where it's hard to know what the truth is about it. We know that it's a bad virus. We know that people are dying. We know that. But this this uh, information that's out there, so much information, and I'm going to tell you that the reason I said that isn't to wear you out about this virus, but there's a lot of information out there about the gospel. There's a lot of information about what God expects, what's true. Somebody that was visiting our church today, just a, a visitor that I haven't seen for a long, long time, it, it's, he said that uh, he, he came to church, and we have an open discussion Sunday school class. We have three different classes. In fact, let me just put a plug in. If you're looking for a basic Bible class, right by the front doors of our church, we have this beautiful new sanctuary, but you walk in those front doors Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, I'm personally teaching a basic Bible class, 21 lessons. You can jump in at any time. You can ask any question you want. And um, and I want to, if you don't know anything about the Bible, or even if you do, I want you to, to come to this. You don't even have to stay for church if you don't want to. Just come on. This class was designed for people that want to know about the Bible. And it's every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, 501 Elks Drive. But this morning, a, a new man stepped in, and he said something about, well, I think all religions pray to the same God. And we were able to, uh, I believe, gracefully show him what the Bible said. There's a lot of information out there, but it's not all true information. Satan's greatest weapon is deception. If you were Satan, wouldn't you want people that were going to hell thinking they're going to heaven? You wouldn't want people thinking they were going to hell. And that's why Satan has always been such a master at mixing truth and lie together into a half-truth that won't get you to God. Boy, I've got a lot of people texting tonight. Um, the um, Good to have everybody. Sister Yvonne listening from Bowman. Uh, Brother Farron and his wife, Sister Farron, listening tonight. God bless you guys. We need to get you back here in Dickinson. There's a, just missing you guys. Things are going good here, but when the Farrens are here, they go even better. Um, the uh, Brother Fuller listening, pr- prayer for his family. Just um, I should probably quit looking at my phone and get on to this. Second Thess- Thessalonians 2.10, And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In our text in Second Corinthians 4, there are two words uh, that are so true of much of this world. These two words are lost and blind. Uh, John Newton, in his famous song, Amazing Grace, used these two words. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Satan has always loved to keep people in the dark. And the greatest weapon we have against Satan is truth. That's why I do what I do, and I just do, you know, I just do one little part that I do. I, I, you know what? I don't feel like I'm the greatest, you know, like in intelligence. I've never taken an IQ test. I don't want to. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that I'll, uh, I'll be uh, discouraged if I found out the answer. You know, my, um, my 
memory isn't that great. You know, our church tells us we've got a great church and it's a growing church, just a really beautiful building and a lot of people that are coming. But they claim that I tell a lot of the same stories over and over. You know, some of these preachers seem like everything they say is fresh and new. You know, I I um, come into this studio realizing that there's all kinds of preachers that that are, are orators and they don't go but um, but um, or uh, you know, like my I do sometimes. Why am I doing this? Because I believe that truth is a weapon. It is a it is what it takes to break loose people from darkness into light. In Ephesians 6.14, this list of the warrior's weapons, and if you know Ephesians 6 at all, it says the very first weapon we have is stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Now somebody might say it's not truth, Pastor Simons, it's love. Love is the greatest thing. Let me just tell you this. Real love speaks truth. Our world is trying to intimidate God's people from speaking the truth. Let me just tell you this. To accept and encourage somebody that's going down the wrong road, a road of destruction, that's not the love of God. You know, I'm thinking of somebody right now. They've just announced that they're living this homosexual lifestyle. Uh, this is a person that I know. And they've announced this, you know, that I'm I'm a homosexual. And there are people that are trying to encourage this person. Like, we're behind you all the way, they said. I'm not. I'm not behind them all the way in this decision. Why? You say, well, don't you love them? Yeah, I love them. But real love speaks the truth. If you're going down a road to destruction... Why would I want to tell you, good job, keep going? Ephesians 4, 14 and 15 says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. You see, this the the idea that we're going to just, you know, I'm going to tell you this, and I, I've been saying this in our church for years, but I'm going to say it right now again. I have never met people as good as the people of God. They love mercy. They love backsliders. If you've walked away from God and you come back to our church this coming Wednesday night, we've got a special speaker Wednesday night, Brother Isaiah from our Minot church is speaking. That's going to be a treat. But if you... If you come to our church Wednesday night and you've walked away from God, I want you to know when you walk into our building, everybody there is glad that you're there. Every single person. You are the star. When you, you If you've walked away from God and you come back, and let me just say this, if you are a person that's in trouble, you just got out of jail, you, you uh, maybe <clears throat> maybe you've done all kinds of terrible things, Maybe maybe you've uh, been unfaithful to your spouse and you come to our church, you will find that the people there love you, are glad you're there, 
They may, you may even get invited out for dinner. You see, but the reason good churches like our church sometimes get a reputation that they don't love people is because we don't accept everything that everybody does and, and, and say amen to it. If your children are going to run out in the street and they look at you and say, Daddy, I'm planning on running out on the interstate. See ya. You, you stop them. You don't let your children do everything they want to do. You warn them. And, and there are children that have a bad attitude. I'm tired of my parents lecturing me. Well, they're trying to help you. See, that's the way truth works. Speaking the truth in love. Wow, I'm getting all kinds of, all kinds of texting here. I can't wait to read some of this stuff. You know, in John chapter 8, verse 31, I, I read this and preached something different in our church today in Dickinson, but he said, Jesus said to those Jews, Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from deception. See, you know, you can have church growth gimmicks all you want to, but the truth is what sets people free. People hungry for truth, being led by God to people who are willing to share truth, period. That's it. That's what this is all about. That's why the, the program that I've done here for 20 years is called the Tell It Like It Is program. You're hungry for truth. God's leading you to truth. I'm willing to share this truth. To not me, not just me, a lot of people. Period. That's it. Don't get discouraged. You, you, uh, you saints of God that are listening to me, you preachers that are listening to me, don't be discouraged. There are people that are hungry for truth. You don't need to set a foosball table up or a pool table or put a family life center in your church to grow. You know, I maybe I'm on dangerous ground here, but you can rent a basketball court anywhere. You don't have to put it in the church. You know, our young people, we've got some great young people in our church. They, they'll, they find basketball courts all over town and play ball and go to the park and, you know, play catch or whatever. You know, I don't have any interest in building a basketball court. Let's let the city do that for us. The, what we've got is truth. That's it. That's all we got. You know what? That's all we need. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. we still got about 35 minutes left. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, out of darkness into his marvelous light.
generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. Should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Out of darkness into got the point of that song. Out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's an old Lance Appleton song. Hey, a lot of people texting me tonight. Got Becky and Luke texting on their way home from the Lomans. Uh, we've got um, Brother Joe texting. We got. Uh, we got some Woodses listening up in Beulah, it looks like. the. Um, it's good to have all of you listening. You know, I said brother and sister Farron, but their mom, his mom's listening. Hello, sister mom Farron. Good to have you listening tonight down in Missouri. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show broadcasting live tonight, May 10th, 2020. We are um, talking about deception, truth, how the greatest weapon against the enemy is the truth. I broke off to play that last song talking about the um, about how there are people hungry for truth. And God will lead them to people who are willing to share the truth. That's as, that's as simple and profound as it gets. You look at Acts chapter 10, there was a man named Cornelius. Didn't know who Jesus was. But he was hungry for truth. Visions, angels, preachers. God led Cornelius to a preacher finally named Peter, who came and preached to Cornelius, and the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, while Peter was preaching, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, fell upon Cornelius and his family. They knew that it fell on them because they heard him speak with tongues. They baptized him in the name of Jesus. There was a man named Saul of Tarsus. He was hungry for truth. He was looking for truth. Didn't look like it. You couldn't tell it. Sometimes you can't tell. You can't judge. Let me just tell you this. When they walk into your church, you can't judge the book by the cover sometimes. You can't. There there was a young man, and I know I tell his story a lot, but the first time I met him, he was... He walked into our church. He was one of the lead guitar players and singers in a punk rock band. 
He he uh, his hair was goofy. I mean, he, you know, he looked goofy. Uh, you know, his, some of his friends were black mascara guys. They 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 were you know they they were um, you you didn't know they were looking for God just by looking at them. And some of those young men are living for God today, doing a great work for God. In fact, three of them that I'm thinking about right now: Matt, Zach, Lawrence. Living for God, serving God. You would have never known when you first looked at him. That's the way Saul of Tarsus was. You know, he, he was persecuting the church. Who would have known he was hungry for truth? But he was. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 10, he's retelling his conversion story. And he said, when he was telling retelling the story of this Damascus Road experience he had, he said, what shall, I, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee all th- of all things which are appointed for thee to do. So Paul go- Saul goes into Damascus. He meets a preacher. And the preacher told him in Acts twenty two sixteen, one of my favorite verses, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Saul of Tarsus was hungry for truth. God led him to a man that knew the truth. He received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus meant in John chapter 18 and verse 37. He said, everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. See, God is looking... He is reaching out to people that are hungry. Jesus had plenty to say about this, folks. John 4.23, he said, The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Let me tell you this. God is looking for people that are looking for him. And when you've got a God looking for you, and when you start looking for him, you're going to meet up. And you're going to meet up around somebody that knows the truth. God has, he has ordained his church. He has ordained us to be the go-between between a God that is seeking for the salvation of men and men that are seeking to be saved. I've got a good friend, uh, Brother Jeans from Michigan, and Brother Elder Jeans, who's uh, just a great guy. I love him. And he said one time he preached something, He to- and I preached it. Man, I, as soon as he told me that, I went and preached it. I didn't preach what he said, but he said, if you're looking for truth, he announced it in his church, you're going to love this place. <laughs> if you're looking for truth, you're going to love this place. Now, now, so I'm talking about truth. Oh, man, people are texting me. Are they? Let me see. Anybody got any questions? Everybody's just saying, amen. That's, this is uh, Jake and Lydia Yoder. Man, these are people I miss. How are Jake and Lydia Yoder doing? They got, they got a new baby. I don't think I've even seen that baby yet. Um, you know what? I, I'm, I, better not, I better not look at this. I'm supposed to be preaching. 
You know, this truth that I'm talking about is not some obscure Old Testament teaching. But this truth is just an obvious in-your-face thing. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 33, Jesus gave the greatest commandment. You look it up yourself, Mark 12, 28 through 33. He said this, there's one God, love God, love your neighbor. That's what he said. How in the world can you love your neighbor without telling him the truth? How can you love your neighbor without telling him the truth? See, that's why this is the church of the Great Commission. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what that name is. It's the name of Jesus. And we baptized two people in the name of Jesus this morning. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Tell them the truth. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. You see, this truth that we're talking about is not some hidden thing that you have to, you know, you, you, some, you know only the Pentecostal people know about it. No. It's all over the New Testament. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, on the very birthday of the Christian church, the day of Pentecost, Peter was preaching. He was talking about how Jesus had died on a cross, and we had put him there by our sins. While he was preaching, the people got convicted. They were felt guilty. They interrupted Peter. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you, to your children, to all those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. All through the New Testament, this Acts 2.38 message is found. This is how we beat Satan. Tonight, I'm, I'm, my target audience is Dickinson, North Dakota. This is a predominantly Catholic city. There are four big Catholic churches in this city. This is a great city, great people. My wife and I have lived here now over 30 years. We moved here uh, specifically to start a Pentecostal church. That's why we moved here. And, uh, and we're seeing God do great things. But... The only thing I have to offer this city is the Acts 2.38 message. That's all I've got. That's all there is. That's what you, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to know that you're going to heaven, obey Acts 2.38. That's what the writer of Hebrews was talking about in Hebrews 6 verses 1 and 2. He said, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go under perfection. But then the writer backs up and tells us what the doctrine of Christ is. He said, the doctrine of Christ is the foundation of repentance from dead works, repentance, faith toward God. 
the doctrine of baptisms. Now, this baptisms is talking about water baptism in the name of Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The doctrine of laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. You know, there are people listening to me tonight that don't go to churches that preach the bare minimum necessity. But the Acts 2.38 message is all over the New Testament. See, that's what 1 Corinthians 6.11 is alluding to when it says, and such were some of you. He had just named a list of sinful people, <coughs> sinful activities, I should say. Such were some of you, but now you're not. He said, you've been washed. You've been sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Without obeying the Great Commission, you belong to the church of the Great Omission. We don't want to omit, omit repentance. We don't want to omit Jesus' name, baptism. We don't want to omit the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Number one, let me just, let me just make this simple. True conversion must have faith, of course. How could you come to God without faith? Why would you come to God without faith? And then true conversion must have true repentance. True repentance is not accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. When we hear the truth of our sinful condition and a God that we have been ignoring our life or ignoring what he wants us to do, we, we at that point end up becoming, coming face to face with ourselves and our lost condition. And there's only one place to go for that, and that's repentance. God, I'm sorry. I've broken the greatest commandment. I haven't loved you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I've been loving myself, been loving my pleasures, been ignoring you. You say, well, I wasn't an evil person. Let me tell you, if you break the greatest commandment, you're the greatest sinner that there ever was. And the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number one, you've got to repent. Confess your sins to God. Repent. Oh, man, I love, this is one of my favorite topics to talk on the radio. Buy the truth and sell it not. Somebody just texted me that. Number two, you can be saved by water. Did you know that? 1 Peter 3.20. It says, it was talking about the flood. And it says, which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of of uh, God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. In other words, it's not like taking a bath, but the answer of a good conscience. You tie repentance and immersion, that's what baptism means, immersion, in the name of Jesus. If you tie those two things together, guess what? Your sins will be gone. 
And then number three, the Holy Ghost is our Sabbath rest. I believe the Sabbath day in the Old Testament was pointing towards the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I really believe that. That the, he is still pouring out his spirit today. I'll, I'm gonna, you know what? I'll, I'll pick that up. I'm, I'm just gonna play a little, a little bit of a song here, and um, text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. People texting me tonight, and I so appreciate you listening, communicating with me. Uh, we've got um, this uh, brother Joe in Texarkana, Arkansas, said he was 
witnessing to somebody and said a day ago, he said, I, the person told him if I started speaking in tongues that they were going to run away. <laughs> well, speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. All the apostles did it. All the people in in Samaria did it. Cornelius did it. The believers in Acts chapter 19 did it. The apostle Paul received it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had it. And it's for you. It's for you. This, this, um, the greatest weapon I have against the misinformation about the gospel is just preaching the truth. There are many people, many churches that are preaching part of the truth. I am a minister in the United Pentecostal Church. I also pay my dues to the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship because I just there's good men in both organizations, and I just choose to fellowship with both. The United Pentecostal Church International. One of their slogans is this: "The whole gospel to the whole world." I love that. I mean, that, I love statements that just sum up everything. In other words, we're not going to preach part of the gospel. We're not going to just tell you a repentance message. I've got friends. Listen, folks, I've got friends that aren't preaching the whole truth. They like me. They, they think that I'm neat. But they think that if you get somebody to say the sinner's prayer that they're saved. Well, if they mean it when they say it, it's a good start. But you still got to keep keep continuing on. Jesus said, continue in my word. Is that something Brother Rose texted me? Continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. So truth is what, light is what dispels darkness. Well, let me just throw this in too. I, gotta, I can't just leave this like this. Faith. Repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then true holiness. True holiness. I believe that when a church stops standing for holiness, that they've put up a sign that God isn't welcome there, because God is holiness. It's really not a surprise to me to see that churches are accepting all kinds of strange perversions and weird ideas. Because it's the end result of letting down on common sense, basic biblical standards. Like, like for instance, the acceptance of homosexuality. It started with the accept, acceptance of adultery. It, it started with the acceptance of the blending of the sexes. In other words, there's Bible that says that men and women should dress differently that men and women should wear their hair differently. No wonder our world is so confused. Boys and girls even dress the same, wear the same clothing, look the same. But the Bible, that's not biblical. It's really not. And that's why the true church, 
Bible says about holiness in Hebrews 12, 14, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. 1 Peter 1, 15 says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, your lifestyle. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. What God says, you need to be holy because that's who I am. I want you to be like me. People say, oh, we can't be holy like God. Well, I don't know what I don't know what Peter's saying here. Then, if that's true, I mean, we're not going to be as holy as God. But be holy, for I am holy. In other words, separate yourself from sin. Second Corinthians six fourteen. We talked about this in my basic Bible class this morning at church. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. In other words, don't act like them. Don't look like them. Don't talk like them. And then he goes on to say, and I, I'll be a father unto you, and I, you'll be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having, therefore, these promises that we could be a son and daughter of God, these promises, Let's cleanse ourselves from every, from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You know, um, so let me ask you a question. So what can Pastor Bob do to keep people listening to this program or coming to our church that will not hear the truth of the Apostles' Doctrine. What can I do to, you know, let's say that you're listening to this program, I'm saying things, maybe what I said about cross-dressing just really offended you. What can I do to keep you listening? <clears throat> what can I do to keep you coming to church? Do I have the right to modify the truth? Or maybe should I just keep it to myself? Or should I mix it and water it down and not really tell you straight out? 1 John 2.19, some of these are becoming some of my favorite verses. John said, they went out from us. Now, there were people that left the apostles. He said, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. John was saying the reason they left us, the apostles, they didn't believe this. If they would have believed this, they'd still be with us. A friend of mine that used to believe this message He's a pastor somewhere else now. He told me, he said, you guys all left me. You guys all left me. I finally told him, we didn't leave you. You left us. We're still here. We love you. You decided you didn't believe this. John went on in 1 John 4, 6. This is one of my favorite verses. It's so simple that it's silly. He said, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Thereby, thereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. error. 
Do you know what John was saying here? He was saying, if you agree with us, the apostles, you're walking in the truth. If you don't agree with us, you're walking in error. It's really hard when people get angry with you because you tell them the truth. Paul said to the Galatians, he said, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Cain got pretty mad at Abel. He killed him. Sometimes the truth divides. Jesus said it would. He said, I didn't come to bring peace to this earth, but a sword. When you preach the truth in love, it's not going to always make people happy, even though your intent was not to be harsh. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-one forty-two, did you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whosoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Well, Pastor Bob is just about running out of time here. Let's see, what am I going to do? Thank you so much for listening. I got texts here that I have not answered. Uh, we've got we got Helen listening tonight. Good to have Helen with us. Um, we've got just uh, just a lot of neat people. Jake and Lydia are coming to our church camp this year, all the way from Pennsylvania. Awesome. If you want to come to church this week, our next service is Wednesday night, five hundred one Elks Drive. Service starts at 7.30. We have a prayer meeting at 7 if you would like to come early and pray. Got a room set aside for that. Uh, we encourage all the people in our church to do that. We like to come together and pray. Um, you know, I, I believe it adds a lot to the service, and it's just a good good thing to do when we unify in prayer. Uh, our Sunday services, 10 o'clock is Sunday school. As I mentioned, there's a basic Bible class going on. At 10 o'clock, there's also some adult Sunday school classes going on at 10 o'clock. We have children's Sunday school classes. <clears throat> this Wednesday night, we have Brother Isaiah, a minister, a young minister from our Minot Church, going to be speaking. Next Sunday, we have a, a man that is, is an evangelist and a tremendous preacher, Brother Blackshire, that's going to be preaching in our worship service. You really... Uh, I tried to get him to preach today. I didn't even know he was back in town working, and he wasn't ready. So I told him, you'll be ready next Sunday. So we'd love to to, to meet you. We have a, a church service in Beach on Tuesday nights, Beach, North Dakota. That's meeting at a home there until we can get our building back. And then we also have services in Bowman on S- Sunday mornings right on Main Street on in a, in the um, a storefront there. It's um, 10.30 Sunday mornings, I believe, and 7.30 went Thursday nights. So you can go to that service. And so we definitely uh, want you to uh, take part in those things. Uh, we've got uh, just just want you to be aware that that our church is meeting for service. We're, we, you know, we've spaced our chairs some distances apart more, more than normal. We... Uh, we want you to come. We, uh, we, we've got a, a place where you can sanitize your hands when you walk in. We're 
not necessarily shaking hands or hugging each other at this time because we're trying to be, um, you know, observant of, of this virus. And I believe it's a real virus. I really do. I, I can't stop living my life because of it, but I do believe it's a real virus. And we're praying. We're praying for our, our church, our city, our state. We're praying for our governor. Uh, we, we, we really, uh, that's our desire that we would come through this thing. But we are holding our in regular in-person services. We've been doing that all through this pandemic. And um, and we don't think, you know, that we're not tr- so smart to think we couldn't get this virus. It's not like that. But we also know that we, we have to continue on, you know, our walk with God, our taking care of our families, those things. So that's what was our decision. Not going to play my guitar tonight. I'm going to end with a song that isn't our normal song. Before we do, I'd just like to pray for our listening audience tonight. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, for those that are listening, God, that you would touch them, touch their health, keep them, God, safe from this virus that's out there. We pray for Brother Fuller, for his request, for his family tonight. We just ask you to continue to touch Brother Rose that's listening and his health. We just pray, God, for those that are listening that want more truth, that after they've heard the word, that they know what to do, and that next step, God, will be up to them. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Next Sunday night, 8.06 Mountain Time, will be another Tell It Like It Is Radio show. Uh, Enjoy this last song, I Heard the Word. God bless.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.